Hello, caller. Look, I cannot guarantee you that this is actually being recorded. I just want you to know that. Look, the sound came from inside your house. <laughs> Please get out. <laughs> Look, if this isn't being recorded, we're going to have a good conversation anywhere. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Now I can hear you. Excellent. Oh, very good. Martin Ferretti, mm. welcome back to the Nerdy Legion podcast with your host, Martin Ferretti. So I, uh, this, my, this is my first episode. Yes, yes, of course, because you're born again. We all know that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's been hard to get a hold of you uh, because you, be, you went on the road with uh, the Kings of Leon summer tour. <laughs> oh, Lord. As their roadie, so respect to you. Is that because I got their uh, their NFT album? Is that what we did? <laughs> you convinced them to go into NFT and they lost their shirts, yes. No, you didn't know that? They have an NFT album. What? Yeah, Kings of Leon. Wasn't that who it was? I'm pretty sure it was. I'm sure it they, is. They released an album as an NFT and then like you get like lifetime concert tickets. No shit. Yeah, you didn't know that. No, that's pretty cool. I wish it was a. I wish it was a a band that I actually would want to do that for. You know what this tells me? Even hmm. though it's been months since we recorded, we're still in sync because we yeah. didn't even plan that. Well, it's on you our. You know what I mean? Back. What's Google? <laughs> We've listen, elevated ourselves. Listen, we we had to record an episode. Because I hear people are just bitching and complaining. Where's the Nerdy Legion podcast? Are you guys canceled? Yes. We got canceled. We have been canceled. Yes, many times. But like the phoenix, Jean Grey, we rise from the ashes in my sweet green and yellow miniskirt. Oh, my. While Martin Ferretti wears that awesome white outfit. When she was born as the Phoenix. <laughs> ah, yes. Was that her, though? I thought that was mm. Madeline Pryor. That might have been Madeline. I don't know. I Who don't, knows? I'm very what's, what's, a, what's a comic book? I, I was going to ask you that since you're not on social anymore. God, have you even read a comic book in ages? Uh, I have not. Let me tell you. Let me, let, all right, let's do this right now. Full transparency. Full transparency. I I quit. When did I quit Twitter? In July. That sounds right. God, really? I thought it was longer than that. All right, maybe not. Uh, I quit Twitter in July. And uh, I got to tell you, you become very productive when you're not on social media. I don't know if you know this. Not only do you become super productive, um, you're like perfectly content all the time because you don't hear anyone's fucking sad pathetic bullshit on twitter anymore you know what i mean and it's just marvelous yeah but also you don't get those sweet uh homemade honey bun recipes either i mean i don't get those anyway well you never know if you were on social media that's true or you might get the sweet article of stretching before exerting yourself walking or jogging might help with muscle cramps hmm Thank, thank yes. you, Captain Obvious. Thank you. Yes, yes. Uh, I will say though, I need to uh, I need to get back on our Discord because uh, I miss chatting with everybody. 
I've uh, I've texted with like Aaron and Ronnie and Dennis a couple times, mm-hmm. but uh, you know that's not the same. No, that's no. not the same. But do you? Okay, you might not miss social media, but do you miss someone calling out something that might actually be relevant to your universe mm. and be like, "Huh, that's interesting." Okay, I did not know that. That's cool. All right, give give me an example. Like, because I can't think of one. Like if all of a sudden there was a Moon Knight trailer that got leaked, that type of thing. Mm. Or mm. like so-and-so company is making a Moon Knight statue and it's limited. Like I, I, I'm not that plugged into the beer scene, but when I was, every once in a while I would get somebody saying, hey, 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 Friday, you know, such and such beer is going to be released. Limited quantities, so make sure you, if you want it, make sure you get there Friday because it ain't going to be there. It's not going to be there Saturday. That type of thing. Man, I feel I feel like we've been gone too long for me to get like a, a, a deep philosophical uh, conversation going on this podcast. Uh, let me let me say this. Let me say this. Oh. Um, hmm. How how do I want to do this? How do I want to do this? Let me think. Okay. Okay. All right, so let's say, let's pretend, okay, Nick Wetmore is like a Porsche lover, okay? Wow. You love Porsches. Okay. Who does? Sure. Okay? But let's say you, like you're a hardcore Porsche fan, uh-huh. okay? And and you get like the most beautiful, like fully loaded Porsche you can get, okay? Uh-huh. And you are so happy that you got this Porsche that you're driving. Right, because uh-huh. you always wanted one, and now you have it. Uh-huh. Okay, and you're cruising down, and cruising, cruising, not a worry in the world, enjoying your beautiful Porsche. And then you get on Twitter, and uh, Unbox Therapy has a brand new video that he's uh, shilling on on Twitter, uh, showcasing the brand new model of Porsche that came out the week after you bought your beautiful Porsche, and now all of a okay. sudden. Your beautiful Porsche isn't that cool anymore because now there's an even cooler Porsche. You know what I mean? I see your reference to the one-upsmanship. I guess I try to cut through that noise as best I can. I guess I guess the thing is, I'm still stuck in a COVID world. I'm not What's going. That? I'm not going out to a job. So mm. my socialization has come down to me and my wife. Ah, yes. So the only social stuff I'm doing is when I look and like, oh, sweet, you know, Mike has out a new, you know, podcast or, oh, Ronnie bought this, that mm. type of thing. But cut, but I will concede to your point, cutting through a lot of the noise and getting away from all of the drama and negativity, that that's, <laughs> you are constantly on guard you might as you might as well be you might as well have adt home security system because that thing is always on so that that's a tough battle but i guess Mm -hmm. i pick and choose i've learned from your example i don't go onto social media as much um and when i do it's very quickly i'm on and off i sort of dip my toe in just a little bit and then i'm off yeah, yeah, well, so, so, I should say though, I mean, like, I still, I still check Twitter, like, a couple times a week, but not in my personal Twitter, 
I get on there, like, when I post a new episode of my other podcast. Yes. Right? Because right. people are like, oh, like, what, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? And so, like, that to me is worth engaging in the conversation, right? Um, but, like, some of the other stuff, not that big a deal. Like, for example, you know I love crypto. I love mm-hmm. it. It's the mm-hmm. best. Matter of fact, you know, one of my goals for the next 12 months that I was going to be off of Twitter was uh, a crypto project. And, and I had an idea. Nice. But, uh, but uh, you know, through... Through, uh, the, the inner magic workings of the universe. Um, I didn't need to bring my idea to fruition because I'm now involved in a crypto project. Okay. Oh, wow. So, uh, and, and, you know, that was much sooner than anticipated, but crypto, like, uh, two days ago, like everybody panicked because crypto dropped like 20% in like 10 minutes and everyone lost a shit ton of money. If I was on Twitter, all I'd have to hear is all these people whining about how much money they lost. Guess what? I don't care. You know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, I'm in it for the long run. So, right. you know, if you if you don't if you don't know that if you get involved in finances, you're gonna win some and you're gonna lose a lot of them. Uh, you're in the wrong business, bro. True. 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 I, I guess. Business. I guess I just. I guess that's really my only social connection at this point because there was a bit going on, a little bit of personal drama going on with me. So I didn't have video games to relieve stress. Mm. So I can either sink deeper into a depression or maybe I can reach out to people via not public Twitter, but private Twitter and mm. chit chat with them and try to, you know, get myself out of where I was, that type of thing. You know, there's a great way to l- relieve stress. It's called Pornhub. <laughs> Welcome back to the Nerd Legion podcast. Thank you very much. So I hope the kids the are original, listening. Back to the original question. Uh-huh. Did you give up reading comics when you gave up Twitter? Oh, interesting. Um, hmm. Because I have I feel comic like questions I, for you. Here's the thing. I definitely read less. Well, yeah, I you also, doing a lot of research for your other podcast. Well, I mean, I'm doing a lot of stuff. I'm finally you know, writing this book that I've been putting up for four years. Um, I've got my other podcast. I'm in this crypto project. Uh, by the way, check it out. Chi Dao. Uh, my finance is the URL. My.finance. Um, I'm, uh, I'm editing a book for a friend of mine. Uh, that book will be coming out end of the year or early next year. Um, and then, you know, work. Dang. So, uh, so I, I got how a lot going on. Co- how do you guy. even keep up with your work? Holy mackerel. I'm a, bu- I'm a busy guy. Yeah, you are. Um, but, uh, but it's fine. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, not, not being on social media, like, yes, you lose some of that, that touch, right? Um, I don't get to talk to people that I would talk to very often, right? Sure. Um, and, and I don't get in on the banter as often either, obviously, because I'm not on Twitter. But, uh, I don't know, like, part of me is pretty happy about that. Like, I, yes, I miss talking to certain people, uh, and some more than others. Um, well, you've reprioritized your life, which is all right. 
that's good. Hmm. I, yeah, yeah, but I think I think saying it that way kind of comes off uh, the wrong way because it's not like I'm prioritizing certain things over people. Um, I'm just trying yeah, to do. You're getting, but you're getting different socialization, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, listen, I get helping, plenty of helping that. Helping out work. your friend, editing a book is like you know you're socializing with that with the, that team of people. You know. Sure. And I mean, you know, I've got 150 employees, so I see people all day long. Sure, I don't sure. need to see any more people. Right? Yeah, I don't have that problem. Yeah. So, um, no, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like uh, social media is nice, and I get where you're coming from because, you, you know, you're working from home and all that stuff. So so you need the extra socialization. Um, I think just sometimes, like, the the downside or the benefits outweigh the downside, right? Uh, so you might want that social contact, but I think you can find like better ways to get that contact. Um, and then you got to think like, how, how much is enough for you? Right. Cause like, I mean, on, aside from work people that I see every day, um, like my wife is my friend right now. I do have a couple people at work that I've become very friendly with. In fact, we went out this past weekend for my birthday uh, and had a great time. I had uh, I had one drink mm. for my birthday. I, had, I mean, they're like, "It's your birthday, you gotta have a drink." I was like, "Fine." <laughs> so, uh, so I had one drink, uh, which was fun because everyone's getting drunk. You know, we went that out to eat and then went to a bar because uh, they wanted to do karaoke. Uh, except it was the wrong night apparently for karaoke. Oh. So. Uh, but whatever, we hung out at the bar and like they all got drunk and I left my ass off. Right. Mm-hmm, so that was mm-hmm. fun. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's tough. You just, you just gotta see like what works for you, man. Maybe you need, you, maybe you just need to fill like a, that niche with, with something else. Sure. Something that'll bring you like real enjoyment. Sure. Sure. Right. I mean, I had a puppy in my life for three and a half weeks, so I was talking to it quite a bit, but. Luckily, yeah. it wasn't talking back to me, and I might talk to myself, and I haven't responded back to myself. So, mm. mentally, I think my mental health's doing okay. I mean, I talk to myself all the time. Well, yeah, I talk to myself. I'm saying I don't answer myself. Oh, I answer myself. <laughs> mm, interesting. <clears throat> Are you saying that um, I have some kind of disorder? Is this what you're saying? No, I'm just saying Do what it works for me. Do I need to go see a psychologist, a shrink? Will they call me crazy? Hey, I'm just trying to work through my own mental stuff, so. Listen, I was trying to segue into the Matrix trailer here, and you didn't catch it. That's okay, because we're not there yet. Well, I'm still asking about comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I I still listen to comic book-related podcasts. Mm -hmm. I still listen to Mike, and I listen to DJ and those kind of guys. So I'm still, like, in the loop. Um, I just feel like there isn't, I know, I know some people like really just love comics, right? Like Mike just loves comics, lives and breathes mm-hmm. comics. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Um, I just feel like there isn't like that much exciting stuff going on in comics that I want to take time out of projects that I'm like really, like really loving being in right now, um, to go and do that. You know what I mean? For sure. Uh, and I think it's important to like find some like find more than just one passion, right? Because I, I still love comics. Uh, I'm just finding it's like you know I 
you know, there's, there's the whole thing like, uh, you know, you're, you're married for like 30 years and it's just like, uh, here's another day with my spouse that I've seen for 30 years. Right. Um, and maybe sometimes you just need to find like a way to like reignite the spark. Right. Um, whatever that might be. Okay. I'm not, I'm not talking about my life with my wife specifically. I'm just saying, uh, mm-hmm. just like something that you've been familiar with for such a long time. Uh, sometimes you just kind of take it for granted, right? So just like take a step back and reassess and, and, you know, you might find you're interested in other things. I don't know. Yeah. I, I find when I develop other passions, I only have a certain set amount of hours to dedicate towards everything. Hmm. So when I find a new passion, something has to give. And that mm. could be my comic reading time or video games or reading or, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> like something, and I'm not going to say it would suffer because I want to make a choice of like, ooh, this is what's really getting me hyped up right now. So I'm going to focus my interest here right now. Yeah, I get it. And and the thing with me is uh, I'm a little I'm a little ADD. You know what I mean? Uh, is that PC? Do people still say that? I don't know. I'm not on Twitter, but, uh, I'm a little ADD. So, you know, when I find like something new and really interesting, I just like engross myself in it. Yeah. Um, number one, cause a lot of times if, if it interests me is because I'm learning something, right? Mm-hmm. I just love to learn new things sure, and pick up new skills. Um, and especially if it's like a, a creative endeavor, right? So, you know, being involved in a crypto project may not seem like a creative thing to some, um, but but it really, it I mean, it really has been. You know, I've learned a lot about uh, how things work and about finance and about like the way communities can uh, like create something bigger than themselves. And I think that's important. Um, so I'm really engrossed in that right now and uh, having a great time doing it. So I don't know. That's cool. It's tough. I like it. Yeah, it's tough. But uh but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um so what the heck got... did you think of the Matrix trailer? Oh, I knew yeah. I could okay. come to you for your two cents because I vaguely remember barely anything about any of the Matrix. I mean, if you've got 6 hours, I'll be happy to uh dictate every line of dialogue for you. Oh, um <laughs> Even the Animatrix? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, look, I love the Matrix. Okay. My wife, you know, you know my wife. Okay. My wife's got this thing where like she watches the same thing over and over again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's gotten a little better recently. Mm. She, she's been watching like Good Girls or something. I don't know what that is. Um, I don't know. She's, she's watched like a bunch of new stuff instead of just watching like Breaking Bad over and over again. Or the office, <laughs> um, which is great. It's great. I'm glad she's branching out, and it's also like not just true crime, right? Like there's other stuff. Yeah. Um, like I watched all of the Love Boat episodes. You know. Oh Jesus! I because that's what you do. I can't believe it. you know where we watching Dexter. <laughs> um, oh, getting ready for the new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We started sure. that. Sure. Well, I think sure. we're on season six right now, but. Um, yeah, I have again because of my my very undiagnosed ADHD. Okay, this is like 
I went on the internet and uh, uh, WebMD told me I had ADHD. As well as yeah. you have two and a half months to live. Yeah, probably. Yes. Uh, and your yeah, eyes vibrating for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, no, I had this, uh, I had this weird, when was this? This must have been last year. I might have told the story. Uh, but I was talking to someone, um, matter of fact, I think it was last year during this whole, you know, thing that, that happened last year. And, uh, and I had like a headache and maybe like a runny nose or something. And this person's like, Oh, you should take this. And I was like, No, I don't, I don't take any medication. Um, and then I went on to explain how like, Everything that I take, the reason I don't take anything, well, part of the reason, uh, is because like I have the opposite effect for everything. Right. So I started like going down the list and, uh, and got to NyQuil, for example, right? And I was like, yeah, NyQuil doesn't put me to sleep. Like I'll, I'll drink NyQuil and I'll just freaking start running around the place. And cool. this person said, Oh, uh, are you diagnosed with ADHD? And I said, what the hell does that mean? I mean, I knew what ADHD was, right. uh, but, but I, I didn't get it. And apparently, like, that's a thing where, like, if you have ADHD, uh, like, medication that, like, works in certain parts of the brain or whatever will have the opposite effect. Mm-hmm. Um, like, remember I told that story one time about the the one time in my life I did cocaine, uh, I went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's just, like, running around crazy. And I was like, yeah, no, no, thanks. I'm going to sleep. And everyone's like, how could you go to sleep? You just did cocaine. <laughs> and I was like... Well, I'm tired, so I'm going to sleep. Um, so I told them that story, and they're like, oh, yeah, you definitely have ADHD. Um, right? Yeah. But, uh, but not one of these things, but uh, like high-functioning ADHD. Yes. Right? Um, where like I can still control my, my thoughts and, and words and whatever. Um, see, there it goes kicking in. What was I talking about? Uh, what, wait, how did we get into ADHD? Oh, the Matrix. Is that how we got here? <laughs> yes. We went from the we went from the Matrix to oh, your wife watching Dexter to the love boat to you doing cocaine. Look, I I, I Welcome sure to the Very hope, Legion podcast. <laughs> I hope I hope that no psychiatrist ever listens to this show. Okay? Because I guarantee you they'll call me up, they'll send me an email to hello at nerdlegion.com and have me committed. Okay? I know it. I know it. I want to study you for sure. For sure. But, uh, like we, so we watch Dexter, right? But we watch like two episodes at a time mm. because, like, that's my limit. You know what I mean? Like, my wife can sit there and before binge, your like, dark passenger starts showing up beside you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. No oh, doubt. Gotcha. He's always there. He's breathing down my neck 24 seven. <laughs> um, but, uh, but two, like, that's my max two episodes because after is that, that with I, anything, I, yeah, like that's your, that's your binge limit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, well, I, for the or most is it part, just that show. No, for the most part. No, no, no. This is for like almost anything. Gotcha. Um, however, money high season five just came out. Um, well, the first half of season five came out, five episodes. Very, very annoyed. So it's like, yeah, the rest I'm is in December this. or something. December, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very excited. I was like, finally, the day before my birthday, the show comes out, right? What a treat. I mm-hmm, love the show. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit down and watch Money Heist over the weekend. 
and I start watching it, and I watched uh, I watched three episodes back to back, and then I I took like a food break, and then I watched the other two episodes, and then it finished, and I was like, why is the next one not playing? And then I realized there's only five episodes on Netflix, uh, and I have to wait till December third. To watch the other five. Whatever. That's fine. I should have known it was coming. And I thought about it too. Because there's something that happened. Like the way that episode five happens. I was like, oh. Oh, wait. Can I spoil that? No, Like a mid-season break? Like a perfect like crescendo moment? Uh, Yeah, for sure. A crescendo moment. Okay. Uh, so Somebody dies. Ah. Somebody dies. And the episode got going. And I was like, huh. That's weird. Every time this show does this, that person dies and that person died, right? So I should have known, I should have known that this was going to happen. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, but see, so like with that show, I did three episodes, food break, two more episodes, but like sure. almost anything else can't do it. And, uh, and it's terrible. Like, for example, when I watch, I, I rewatch Lord of the Rings trilogy every few years. Okay. Um, I did a rewatch at the beginning of the year. And you know, like director's extended cut. Uh-huh. Right, so, so we're talking like twelve hours here. Um, Do you rewatch the Hobbit trilogy as well? No, Hobbit's not that good. Okay. Yeah, Hobbit's not that good. Um, but twelve hours, and uh-huh. like I'll I'll push through as much as I can, but generally, like even one movie I have to do in two sittings because it's just too much. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I, I just, I kind of just get bored. Uh, now for movies, like sometimes this changes. So like for a movie, like two and a half hours is probably okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anything beyond two and a half, I don't know. Probably not going to happen. Where's your wife's uh, sweet spot if it was left up to her watching Dexter? How many episodes would she get in? I mean, I'm sure she can do like a season at a time. Oh, holy know? mackerel. I mean, I'm look. I'm just guessing. Uh, sure, sure. It, like 12, 12 episodes a season, I think. Yeah, um, but just like from her watching shows like Breaking Bad or Ozark or um, oh god, what's the what's the one Shit's Creek? Like those shows sure. Sure, sure. where she just like we have dinner and then she goes and starts watching her show and then like you know eleven o'clock comes around and she's still watching the show. Um, my assumption is that like her limit is, you know, whatever, six hours, let's say. Wow. Right. Um, but again, those maybe are just things that like she really enjoys and maybe that doesn't work for everything else. But, uh, yeah. So, so all of that, all of that to say, uh, the matrix is like one of the only movies that I watch like at least once a year. All three of them? The first one. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'll do the trilogy, like, every once in a while. Um, but, like, two and three aren't as good. Although, I will say, three is actually uh, a very interesting movie and uh, kind of like a sleeper. Like, I understand why people hate it, but uh, but the arc and the themes of three are much deeper than number one. Uh, it's just not as an exciting a movie, I guess, right? Aside from maybe like, you know, the whole thing where, where Neo fights like three billion Smiths. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. 
maybe that's exciting. But so that's one of the few movies that I'll watch at least once a year. Uh, and the reason for that is like, I have a really good memory. Okay. My wife continuously makes fun of me that I have a bad memory. Okay. Uh, and I've come to accept that. That's why she thinks that. Because I do have a bad memory, but only for shit I don't care about. Okay. <laughs> um, like, what did so-and-so say at dinner last week? I don't fucking care. I probably wasn't listening to begin with. You know right. what I mean? Sure. Um, but like some things I find like really important to know. And I remember them years and years later. And so this is true for like movies and TV and books that I, that I watch or read. Um, I mean, I remember the matrix perfectly well. Um, but for a lot of, a lot of movies and TV shows, for example, just don't, aren't like as exciting. Right. And a lot of them are like super cliche. Like I talk about zombie movies all the time because I love zombie movies. I watch new ones all the time. Um, but, uh, but a lot of them like aren't exciting. Right. And, and, you know, I've talked about how, especially in certain genres, um, like for me to really like the movie, it has to like surprise me at some point. Right. Cause a lot of them just like rehash certain things. Um, yeah, I don't so even like, know if it needs to be good for my brain to latch onto it. Yeah. It, it, my brain will just prioritize, like, I won't remember a comic book number for a title, mm. but I can describe the entire cover to you. But do I know my mother's phone number? No, absolutely not. Ah, so you're but like a visual learner. Yeah, yeah I guess. I guess, yeah, because I can remember like colorists or inkers or uh, directors of movies. Like mm. I, I'm really good at bringing up stuff like that, but then like my mother's phone number, no clue. Interesting. See, so I'm a I'm a tactile learner, right? Um, like my whole life, that's how I like any mechanical skills that I have. Mm -hmm. um, and that's this is why I love cooking, right? Because cooking is very tactile. Um, but any, any like mechanical skills that I have, uh, or like, you know, I'm no, I'm not an engineer, but any engineering skills that I have, um, I learned because my entire life, uh, I see something, I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder how it works. I take it apart and then I try to put it back together. Uh, and again, I'm not an engineer, so there's always like a screw or two left over, but the thing still works perfectly fine. You know what I mean? Yeah, Julie, the cruise director's works. brother was that way, always taking yeah. apart things and building things back up. But he was a physics professor, so that makes sense. Where uh, I'm more of a, I'm more of a repetitious learner. That's that's how I learn. Little known fact: there was a point in my life where I wanted to be a physicist. I bet you didn't know that. All the years that you've known me, <laughs> you never knew that. Uh, but it's true. Uh, I'm trying to think what the, what book was it? I read a book. Hmm. Oh, oh, was it, um, the Tao of physics? Is that a book? That sounds like a book. Hang on. Let me look this up here. Tao sure, sure. of, oh, I almost spelled psychics instead of physics. Oh, uh, I feel like that's not it. It's the Tao of something though. Oh yeah, it is it. The Tao of physics an exploration of the parallels between. Ha ha. Uh, very good. Yeah, this is it. Uh, so it's like a, it's, it's a book dealing with, uh, no, this can't be it. This is 2010. Is that right? That's not right. 
Anyways, regardless, it was it was one of these Tao of, and it was like a science book. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was like, oh man, this is so awesome! It combines all the things that I like. Uh, maybe I should be a physicist. And I, dude, I got like deep. Like, I'm probably the only friend you have that like bought and read physics books for fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm that guy. Um, but uh, physics. I knew that about linguistics and you, but not physics. See, but that's the same thing, right? Linguistics is very tactile, mm-hmm. right? Even even though like you can't touch words. You're like finding the pattern and reconstructing things and creating new things out of those. Um, it's so weird. I'm, how did I just like not become like an engineer or like, uh, like an architect or something? Maybe that's what I should have done with my life. I, I could see you flourishing in both. Mm. Oh, Thanks. speaking, speaking of language, can I just complete tangent? Did you read? Cause I just started. Jonathan Hickman's House of X. Yes. There's a part where he has symbols that he's doing throughout the every uh, issue of Power of X, House of X. Yes. But he does he does this in all of his comics. He did it in Fantastic Four. He's done it on his image comics. He creates his own like alphabet and language. Mm-hmm. No, nothing surprising, nothing new. But I, this is the very first time I think this has to be the first time. And this has to be a Marvel Comics edict as well. I'm about 300 pages, about two-thirds of the way done of House of X, Power of X. And through these 300 pages, he would have characters' names spelled out in, these, in, these, in this made-up alphabet of his that consisted of like circles and half circles. I don't know if you remember them. Yes, I do. So 300 pages in, and you know Hickman, he always has like little timelines and he's very design oriented. He definitely could have been an architect. And you see all these different timelines for uh, Mora, her her 13 lives, or the concept of like... um, AI beings like the hierarchy of these AI beings and their little interstitials in between the stories when they're switching over, he'll put something like that in. This mm-hmm. is the very first thing I've ever seen from Hickman. And I swear to God, it was like a slap in the face. Like there's no way Hickman wanted to do this. This had to be Marvel trying to, instead of Hickman elevating this comic with, Hey, you can figure out this language. Go ahead. I've repeated these icons over and over again. Somebody online will solve this alphabet riddle and be able to, just like Klingon, will be able to, this is what people are saying. They're actually saying stuff. But Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get, well, 300 pages in, one of his interstitials on the white page, a complete page, so there's no way you can miss it is all of the icons with a b c d e f g all the way down yes and i was like this has to be marvel comics thinking these dum dums will never figure it out we have to solve this riddle for them <laughs> it was so stupid dude cuz i was just like this is something like this is when the internet can be awesome 
Hmm. You know, don't don't solve these problems. Let somebody else solve it. And then, like, here's the solution to it. And then have people like, oh, that's sort of cool. Okay, now I get it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Instead, I was so pissed off that there's no way in hell I'm going to take this page and go back to the beginning of the book and spell out like, oh, that was Wolverine because here's the W, the O, the L. You know what I'm saying? Like, I felt so dumb at that point. And instead of <laughs> Marvel, like, hey, you know, why worry about this? We we don't want you to be confused by this. Here's the solution key. Like, oh, it just made me feel even more stupid. Like, how dumb do they think we are? Oh, hmm. So frustrating. So frustrating. Yeah, I, I'm sure somebody would have figured it out anyway. Without um, a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or once Hickman um, he, was done with it, he would be like, here's the key. There you, there you go. If you want to go and solve that, yes. That says Polaris on that sign. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, oh. But yeah, yeah the you, thing, you do love language. You're absolutely, I, your, your brain is keyed into language and like, like you said, like breaking things apart. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, yeah, your, that's Batman, why... your Batman podcast was that way, like how you dissected pages and went through, you know, arcs and characters and motivation. Like you definitely were doing that. Yeah. And I, I mean, I do that with my, my other podcast, um, my mm-hmm. solo podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think what's interesting is that you, you can like derive very different meaning from things. Um, like when you understand like why certain words are used, right? Um, and in and, and the last episode that I put out, I was talking about kind of like reading between the lines. Um, I do have a philosophy podcast, by the way, for anybody that's curious. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, so I'm doing this the, like six part series of Thomas Aquinas and, uh, that's going to like lead me into doing this like, very different reading of the new Testament, for example. Um, and I think, I mean, I look, I'm not saying any thought is going to be original. Okay. Cause I don't think such a thing exists. Um, but I think you can, you can really find like, if you, if you can learn to read like in between the lines, um, you can get a lot more context. And, uh, you know, you see this a lot in, uh, like particularly in like Zen Buddhism, um, you know, with like Zen cones, right? Like, which are basically just like little stories, um, like moral stories that don't tell you like what the moral of the story is, right? Um, you know, you can read like Aesop's fables or Grimm's fairy tales and like, you know what the moral of the story is, right? Don't go mm-hmm. in the woods or the big bad wolf is going to eat you or like the witch will catch you and eat you or whatever, right? Um, like, that it's very obvious what the meaning is. Um, but you know, something like what's the sound of, uh, you know, if a tree falls in the woods and knows it or hear it, uh, does it make a sound? Like that's much more complicated to figure out. Right. And then, and then you can derive very different meanings on that based on like your idea of how sound works. Right. So, I mean, to, to some people, it might seem obvious that of course it makes a sound, because when you see a tree falls, it makes a sound. So, you know, obviously it makes a sound. But, like, if your idea is, like, there has to be somebody there to hear it, right? Like, you need to have the observer. Then 
the answer is very different because if you're not there to hear it, um, there's no sound because it never happened anyway, right? Because you're not there to witness the event. Um, so I think like the same is true for like a lot of philosophy uh, and, and why like all these things get reinterpreted so often all the time um, is because like, at least to me, like really deep understanding of something um, doesn't come from like, knowing what the words say, but like what the emotion of the idea is, right? Um, and so like to, to go back to Hickman, like I love Hickman um, because like he's got, it, it's like Morrison, right? Um, Hickman's obviously not as, um, I don't want to say pariah, but like not, a, not as out there as, as Morrison is, Um if you just like take it on face value, but like a lot of the stuff that Hickman puts in his, in his work is like actually super out there. Right. Uh, so I'm assuming you read the first trade. So you're not reading like the 10 of swords or anything like that. Right. I'm still on house of X power of X. So, okay. Yeah. So the, the first series, um, so they did this event called 10 of swords and like there's hints of 10 of swords, like throughout Hickman's run including the stuff that you're reading, but you're not catching it until you start getting closer and closer to this event where you see like how the pieces fall into place. Um, and you know, for, for the average comic book reader, it's just a cool, I mean, I assume they think it's cool. I, I enjoyed it. And then some people ended up hating Hickman's run. Um, but it's like this cool story about like a new take on the X-Men and, you know, turning things on their side or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, but there's like, a lot of like really like crazy like magic stuff in in Hickman's run of X-Men. Um that like a lot of it I'm surprised Marvel just let him put in there. Okay. Hmm. Um probably because they knew that Hickman's a good enough writer that he's gonna tell it in a way that it won't like piss anybody off. Um Well he has a good some, track like, record as well. So he that's true. But he's got some like really crazy magic shit in there. Um, but you know, he hides it, right? Whereas Morrison's like, guess what? Aliens? Yep, they're right here, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> magic? Whatever. I have magic. You got it. Magic? We're doing magic right now. Let me, let me they squirt my, my man juice. SM store. And guess what? There's some really erotic magic happening right now. Yeah. Why? We exactly. don't know why. Exactly. Will, will you get the answer to that 20 issues from now? Probably not. But yeah, hey, yeah. it's there. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, some of that stuff is like really thinly veiled, right? Like this, this whole concept of like tarot cards mm-hmm. uh, that lead up to Ten of Swords, which Ten of Swords being one of the tarot cards, right? Um, but like most people don't fucking know that. Right? I, I find it interesting because this is his first run on a Marvel property where I don't, it doesn't feel like mainstream comics, if that makes sense. Yeah, it feels like Hickman. There's tons of mainstream characters in it, but I've yet to see a Sako we have to fight sequence happen happening, and I'm 300 pages in. Mm-hmm. Where his Fantastic Four run, his Avengers run, they all had stupid villains of the day. Here's three issue arc that Dr. Doom appears in and then he's gone for the next like 10 issues. Mm. 
but this is the first that I'm like, I don't know where he's going with this. Oh my God, this is insane. And mm-hmm. it's so layered and deep. Like you said, it, it's a cool interpretation, but that's yeah. what, that's what I, that's what I would need with somebody discussing a spiritual literature or like anyone can talk about Shakespeare, but bring something new to talk about it. Cause there's plenty of people that know back and forth of Shakespeare, but mm-hmm. what are you, what are you bringing to the table? That's new or a different perspective on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think yep. it's interesting that you're talking about Thomas Aquinas and that's going to be a, a leap pad for you. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, that's not an easy read. Like, I, no. I guarantee you nobody listening to this has ever read the Summa Theologia, but, uh, I mean, it's pretty fun, right? And the problem is, like, you gotta get, look, it's like when I was doing that Batman podcast, right? Like, I guarantee you, even like, big Batman fans. Well, you know, like, I think you might get to a point where you're just like, I have to go back and read this other stuff just to see what's up. But I guarantee you, like, for sure the average comic book reader wouldn't give a shit about reading a Golden Age Batman story, right? And yep. and probably wouldn't even understand it, right? Mm-hmm. They'd probably get mm-hmm. pissed off. They'd be like, why am I reading this? The art sucks. It's fucking racist, right? Um but, but they also like, don't – they don't wrap the context of the time around it. it, it yes, exactly, right? Exactly. Um, and I don't know. I mean like if you – I mean I, I guess you you can be you, – you for sure can be a comic book fan and only read like, you know, stuff from the past five or ten years. For um, sure. But I, th- I think like if you really love comics, then you're – you're not just happy reading something that's around like in your lifetime, right? Or since you started reading comics, right? Right. Because um, those comics you'll understand, right? Because they're from your time. For sure. Um, but you might not understand the other ones. Right. Um, it's like I, reading I actually, a, a European comic book. Oh, very different. Yeah. Or or, right. or manga, right? Japanese For anime sure. or Japanese For comics. For sure. Um, the uh, I, I, it's weird that you were upset about that. I mean. The, the the alphabet thing, by the way, um, it didn't bother me. Like I was I was glad that it was on there because you know we all know people are lazy. So no, you know, I guarantee you, uh, even if somebody does figure out what the code is, and then like um, you know CBR posted on their website so people can go and get the key, um, most people are, are just gonna be like, oh, here's these fucking weird letters again. You know what I mean? And they're I not going to go. And, I guess I'm and, just upset that, and I'm sure now that Hickman has left Marvel, I would love to know from him: was that something you wanted, or was that something that Marvel politely encouraged you to put in? Yeah, because I don't he's know. never done question. it for any of his other comics. That's my point. And yeah, that's, put, that's a good and question. And he's put alphabets in a lot of his stories. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. Let me uh, let me call him up. Ring, ring, John uh, Hickman. Hey, Johnny. Hey, hey, Johnny what's H. What's going on? Oh, you know, just over here writing some comics. <laughs> um, I just uh, I I get it. Look, I don't I don't want to sound pinkies up here, but uh, but like comic book languages don't don't interest me. Um, like I, I like the the alphabet is actually cool. The one that he created. Um, 
But uh, but comic book languages don't interest me because well, number one, comic book writers are not linguists. So generally, when they like put some language in their comics, um, all they really do is just like create a new alphabet and then write the same words in that alphabet, right? Right. Right. Um, which I don't want to demean that because like as simple as that may sound, just like transliterate letters. Uh, in order to like figure out what the puzzle is, um, it's actually like it takes a lot of skill to figure even that out, right? Because mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you have to look at like the pattern of letters um, for a particular language, which obviously changes based on languages. Um, you have to figure out like the pattern of, of letter occurrences, right? So some letters are more common than others, right? Like S and T and I and things like that are more common than like X and Y and Z. Um, so if you see like a letter pop up, like one word every hundred, uh, chances are it's probably not a vowel, right? I, I guarantee you it's not a vowel. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it could be, it's definitely a consonant, right? Um, and it's probably not a common consonant. So again, it won't be like S or R or T or M. Um, it might be like Q or something. So you might narrow it down to like five letters. Right. But then you have to like keep figuring out these patterns in order to be able to transcribe what they're trying to say. Um, or you do something like, you know, back in the days, it was even less exciting. Like it, they would just use the Windings font. Right. Um, <laughs> because like whatever. Right. That's there. Right. When computers right. are out, every computer's got Windings. Uh, so you just do that. You just type your words in Windings. Um, but it, it sounds cool and exotic. Right. Uh, that's the difference. Um, like some, some people have tried to do this and they do like, like they'll pick, um, a different language and do this transcription alphabet. Um, or they just like add like a certain pattern to English, right? Like that stereotypical thing, like, uh, just add an O to the end of any English word and you speak Spanish, right? Like one of those things. Oh yeah. Um, so like not as cool, but like, the the process of figuring out the puzzle could actually be really interesting. Uh, I just don't think most people have uh number one, the patience, uh or or care enough, but number two, really like the skill set needed to to figure all that out. So I mean like I'm I'm perfectly okay with them having put that out there. Um it'd be actually kind of funny if it was Hickman's idea and he was like, these dumbasses won't get what this is. Let me just give them the key. Right, it like could that be. would be funny. That would be funny. Could be, but I do, I do enjoy when a comic book is done completely in a different language, or a created language, I should say. Mm-hmm. I, I find it interesting to take a comic book, which is a visual storytelling, you know, storytelling communication device, and do I still get a story from it? And then mm-hmm. when I go back and look at the key and like read it with the actual dialogue put in, does that change what I got the first time or does it just enhance what I got the first time? Uh, yeah. Every yeah. once in a while you get somebody who's pretty creative and they'll do that. And it's fun. It's fun to go through. I like that. I like that exercise, but you're right. Well, you a know, lot of people have no interest in it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I mean, that's, that's, like the same thing that I was talking about with Twitter earlier, right? Like if you never got the key, would that make any difference to you, right? If you enjoy the story, right? It shouldn't. 
No. Um, because they're trying to sell comics, right? So they're not going to write the whole comic in this language. I mean, Grant Morrison might, okay? Um, or you might do like a Warren Ellis and just write a book with no words, right? right. Also very possible. Um, but, uh, but like it shouldn't, it shouldn't make any difference either way, right? Whether you understand what those words balloons say. Uh, but if you do figure out the key, then it should like give you the value add. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that's more important, right? Like if you, if you want to put the effort in, then you should get the payoff. But if you don't want to, to put the work in, then it should just be as enjoyable as anything. Definitely. So yeah. The Matrix trailer. Ha. See? You yeah. see how this podcast works? Look, people forgot how this podcast works. Okay. This whole time they're whining. Where's the podcast? Where's Martin? Where's Nick? Why aren't you guys recording? Why is it a new episode? Why has it been three months? Why has it been six months? I don't know. How long has it been? Who cares? Time irrelevant. Uh, all this time they're complaining. I guarantee you this episode comes out. Now they're going to complain. They're going to say, what has happened to this podcast? There's no structure to the show. They just talk about whatever they want at random times. Uh, we're, we're, wait, wait. That's right. Welcome to the Nerdology Podcast. Okay. You forgot about it. You forgot about it. It's okay. We forgive you because we love you. You know the only consistent thing with our podcast? The bell. The bell has been here a long time. Right. That's it. Everything else, we're changing it up. A long time. Matter of fact, I need to clean this bell. But buddy, Carrie Ann Moss. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, the Matrix. Oh, that's what we're talking about. (laughs) She is just the best. She's still the best. Uh, yeah, she looks great. Uh, although I'm I will not even say, talking I, about looks. I loved like every bit that she was in that trailer. Every bit of mm, her. Mm. She is, oh, she's so good. I do like her. Um, yeah. I don't find, like, she still has like a little bit of that. Um, uh, what was she in? Daredevil? She was in Daredevil, right? Or was it Iron Fist? I can't remember. I uh, she was in one of those shows. And, uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist, that's right. And, uh, she didn't give me the feels, right? Like in some other no. things. No. Uh, but for some reason, like, uh, early Carrie Moss, you know, like Matrix or Memento, like those kind of things. Um, matter of fact, especially Memento, I found, I found Carrie Moss and Memento, like, really super sexy. Uh, and I can never figure it out, right? Cause like Carrie Moss is not like a beautiful woman, right? But there's something about her. I'm just like, hmm, hmm, Carrie Moss is pretty sexy. Um, so I was watching this trailer and, uh, I watched it and I said to my wife, I mean, they both look great. Okay. Carrie Moss and Keanu. But I said to her, man, Carrie Moss has not aged as well as Keanu Reeves. <laughs> um, which I mean, like, whatever. Look, we're about to get canceled again. Okay. So I'll just say it. Um, I think a lot of times, and this is probably true. Uh, I think like men just age better than women. And I don't think it's necessarily like a biological thing. I think it's just like one of these things, one of these like social contracts, uh, constructs where like maybe like women just like expect themselves to always look great, right? Like you see this in movies and, and like news channels and shit, right? Like watch the news, right? It's always like a super hot 30 year old woman and like a fat, ugly, like wrinkled ass 80 year old man, right? Like, that's your news anchors, right? Um, 
or like you know, watch a show like King of Queens, right? And you have like this fucking guy over here who looks like a total slob, and then like the hot wife, right? So again, social construct. Um, but I, I do feel like there maybe there's something to it in in some way. Like not an, I'm not meaning this in a sexist way in any way, um, but I feel like uh, and, and not every man, but like there's something about like an older guy just seems like a more like mature version of his younger self um and the woman regardless and look there's some very attractive like even like seven like farrah fawcett when she was like 70 was still hot i don't care what you say um i don't know it's just one of these things that i felt i was like oh she just didn't age as well as he did um i think i'm gonna have to disagree with your point there but hey you can have that point listen we're allowed to disagree it's a free country um but Keanu Reeves though it's one of these things with like Leonardo DiCaprio or like Tom Cruise or Keanu Reeves, right? People are always like, oh man, they look just as good as they did when they did such and such movie. And I was, so I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, hmm, no, no. Keanu Reeves looks his age, roughly. How old is he? Like in his fifties, right? I think so. That sounds yeah, right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I see this with like, like when I watch Inception, everyone's like, oh, Keanu, or what's his name? Um, Leonardo DiCaprio. He looks so great. It's like he hasn't aged. And I'm like, are we watching the same movie? Like, this is obviously like a man in his 40s, right? This is not like Blue Lagoon Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, no, he's anyways. definitely aged. Yeah, for sure. Same with, uh, same with Tom Cruise. Like, go, go watch Mission Impossible, bitch. That man looks like he's 80. Okay. But he still rocks it out. Probably because he pays for his own movies. Smart. <laughs> smart but anyways no the trailer looks great um there's some things that like i didn't like though i'll be honest um but i'm holding reservations to actually watch the movie yeah um because like i don't i'm not following what the plot is i don't care like i just want to watch the movie um but like this guy that just looks like a younger morpheus mm-hmm. i'm like what's the deal with that right or like at least in the trailer it looks like there's a lot of scenes that are like recreations of the original movie. Right. But obviously like not the same scene because like, it's very specifically told that like, it's been years since the matrix. Right. Um, so this is not like a reboot, you know, is there anything in it, the trailer Mm -hmm. that could make you get up and walk out of the movie theater? Cause I have one thing that can make me do that. No. Hmm. What's your thing? If Neil Patrick Harris is in an action sequence, I'm out. I'm out. What? Doogie yes. Hauser? Yeah. Have you never you seen heard. Doogie Hauser? Do you remember you when he slapped that? Listen, there was the one episode of Doogie Hauser. Okay. I remember this very vividly because they were at the park. It was one of these parks like we have in New York with like the basketball and courts and the chain link fence around it. Huh? Him and Winnie? I don't know who you're talking about. I'm Winnie terrible Cooper. with names. No, 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 no. He's getting bullied by this guy. Oh, jeez. Okay? Doogie Hauser's getting bullied because he's like eight years old and he's in high school, right? Mm-hmm. He's getting bullied. Oh, wait. And he's a doctor. I forgot that part. Um, he's getting bullied at the playground and, uh, and he defeats his bully with science. Okay. He, it's slow motion scene. He, you see his arm raise up. And moving across the screen, and he slaps his bully right, like with a cupped hand, in the ear, 
and causes the guy's <laughs> eardrum to burst. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yes. Science. You know how he was able to stop his bully? Because he was a doctor and he knew how to get that bully down. He didn't kick him in the balls. That's what everybody else would have done. Peons. Doogie Hauser slapped a dude in the face uh, with a cupped hand and made him go deaf. I'm telling uh, and then there was this whole if, thing. Then there was this whole thing about like the moral repercussions of like using his knowledge, right? Because he's got all this scientific knowledge and he right. used it for like bad means because he like made this kid go deaf. Um, don't tell me that's not an action sequence. So it became a very special Doogie Hauser episode with mm-hmm. the bully trying to get his hearing back. Yes, and then at the end, he typed it in his little computer diary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, one, if he's in an action sequence, I'm walking out. Even though I'm not seeing it in, in a theater, I'll be watching <laughs> on HBO Max, but I'll be turning it off right then. And uh-huh. two, you finally need to get Disney Plus so you can watch the Doogie Hauser remake that's in Hawaii with a very young Hawaiian girl. Now in the role of Doogie Hauser. Wait a second. What? You heard you heard me. What are you even talking about right now? You heard this me. This is blasphemy. It isn't blasphemy. Why is Neil Patrick Harris not like adult Doogie Hauser? Why is Neil Patrick Harris not the father to the new Doogie Hauser? I have no idea. Oh, That's not yes. up to me. That's up to Disney Plus. You know what that reminds me of? The Punky Brewster reboot. Is she not in it? Is Punky is the original Punky not in it? I thought she was. No, in she's it. she's in it, but she's the mom. But that's the whole point. Do Neil Patrick Harris is not in this. Well, that's a shame. I agree. It's called Yugi th- Kamala Aloha. And nope, totally not watching this. Well, get on Dis- get on Disney Plus. You can watch the new What If series, and nope. you can watch the newly uh, soon coming. I think in a month you'll be able to watch the Muppets Haunted House. Nope, not watching that either. No, you can. I never liked the Muppets. You can watch it. I'm nope. telling you right now. It's on Disney listen, Plus. You can listen, watch it. The the only Muppets I'll watch are the Muppet Babies. Wow. Mm-hmm. I said it. Wow. I I still sing that song every day. Muppet Babies. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Muppets. Little known fact, never watched one minute of the Muppet Babies. What is wrong with you? It was out it was it was out of my uh age range when it I was, know, I know. came out. <laughs> you were an adult when the Muppet Babies came out. Right. Right. <laughs> Fair, can I fair. can can I go back to the limits of streaming? Can I mm. circle back to that? Wait, before you circle back, I want to say this. Okay. I'm going to title this episode Nick and Martin react to the Matrix trailer because we're going to react to the entire trailer, but it's going to take us 3 hours to do it. Okay? Because <laughs> we're doing this the Legion way, bitch. No, right, go continue. ahead. I want to hear I want to hear more Matrix stuff. No, 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 I'm serious. We're gonna do like we're gonna do like a five second bit of the trailer like every twenty five minutes on purpose. Should I be one of those people that react to I don't I have like the entire Matrix phenomenon has been completely off my radar. I don't even know what that means. Just like those idiots that are like 
I've never heard Queen Bohemian Rhapsody listening to Queen Bohemian Rhapsody for the first time. <laughs> like, I'll give you a break. Like, come on. Do they do this in their hot tubs? Uh, no. But oh. there's a string of YouTubers that that's all they're doing. That seems like a missed opportunity. And and they're and they have tons of views too. I'm sure they're making six figures. Well, you know why? Because children don't have experiences anymore. They just watch people on YouTube do things. Right. Yes. If if only we would have come up with giving ten year olds like rotary phones and filming them and putting it up putting them up online. If only Genius. we would have had that idea. We could be rolling Genius. in the box. I know. We wow. would be. Damn it. Damn it, missed we opportunity. Mm. But oh, mm. going Anyways. back. Yes. I'm I'm gonna circle back. Love boat. I needed something that was just sort of a warm, comfy blanket. Oh. And I was searching, searching, searching for that special something. Mm-hmm. And then I tripped on Love Boat. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, on Paramount Plus, they had all the seasons, which I didn't think there were that many seasons. There are that many seasons. It's insane. Really? But I, but one of the, and sure, you can scoff. That's fine. Like I said, warm, comfy blanket. And I thought, these are going to be sort of like things that I can just put on in the background and I can read and do other things. And one of the draws for me, I don't know how much how much you've been indoctrinated by Love Boat, but for me, it's the stupid Jack Jones theme song as they're introducing all of the celebrity characters that are going to be on that episode. So in the first two minutes, you get to see everybody who's going to be on that episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? I'm streaming this right now. So if I look at all these characters and they're all from like daytime soap operas or, you know, Dynasty or Dallas or whatever, guess what I can do? I can back out of that and go right to the next episode. Mm-hmm. The bitty boppity boo. Bam. Done. But all of a sudden, if a Charlene Tilton or a Barbie Benton, or a Hulk Hogan shows up on the love boat. Oh, I'm turning, I'm tuning into that episode. Sign me up. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. A Judy Landers. Sure. I'm there. The amount of Charo episodes. I carumba. Holy <laughs> guacamole. No, thanks. Really? Pass and pass. I never understood the whole Charo thing. Same here. And Trust me, in the sensitive times that we are in right now, holy guacamole, she would have been canceled three minutes into the first episode of The Love Boat. Mama Sita, it is, Mm. whoo, it is, it is rough. But I Mm. honestly, I love just sitting there, listening to the catchy theme song, and just seeing all of the guest appearances, and then going right on to the next one. Or you could watch them all come in. I don't know how familiar, like I said, you are with the love boat. They all come in and they interact with the crew. And you pretty much know, like, oh, I wonder if these if this couple's going to reunite the spark of their love life. And sure enough, in an hour they do. Or, ooh, he has a betting problem that the wife doesn't know about. 
oh, guess what? She discovers it on the love boat. You know, it's just like you could yeah. tell three minutes into the episode, oh, this has got to be the character arc. This 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 has to be the character arc. Some were funny, don't get me wrong. Plenty of laughs. Plenty of like good hearted type stuff within the the episodes. But it was so nice just skipping over like I really don't need to see this Jamie Farr episode or oh John Ritter's on this episode. All right, I'll watch this. Mm. So it was really nice just to go through it. And to be honest with you, within two, three weeks of like watching maybe two hours every night, every other night, I got through eight seasons of The Love Boat very quickly. But mm. the thing I wanted to bring up regarding like your streaming limits, I'm sure you don't realize this. I would say the first five seasons of The Love Boat, they had about 46 to 47 episodes a season. Jesus Christ. Like they would have off for like a month. That's why mm. the first time I'm like, oh, season two, 44 episodes. What the hell? <laughs> Dang. You just never think like there's that many considering nowadays, like American TV, you're, I'm shocked if there's more than like 16 episodes. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if I watch any network shows anymore, so I couldn't tell you. But even, like, not going back that far, even 24 had 24 episodes. Like, that was an entire, you know, half of a oh, year. that's true. Yeah, that's true. Jesus. I like now that show. Nowadays, people are like, why don't you get it more like those, you know, shows from the UK, like, have six to eight episodes. <laughs> like, that's what people are shooting for now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I wonder why that is. Do you think? All right. So here's the here's the question. I, I don't expect an answer, but do you think that seasons are shorter because people have either less time or less uh, like attention span, um, or I is think, it like the or is it like the opposite? I think it happened right around Lost. Lost had a big fall premiere, and then they started to end their season right before Christmas. Because mm -hmm. remember, the first couple seasons of Lost, there was always a period right around Christmas, New Year's, where it would be like, we'll be back in three weeks for the next installed uh, the worst i know and then they would wait three weeks which completely derailed the season and then they would only come back for like three to four more episodes where i think now american tv is like here's the fall season and then whatever they call it the winter or spring mm -hmm. season and then they have the summer what the hell do they call it not reruns summer replacements yeah. So that's when they pull out the holy bullies and God, what does ABC have right now? Oh, the world's greatest surfer. Like what? those are just those are just summer replacement shows. That's all that is. That's a show? Yep, that's a show. Hosted by Kelly Slater. Oh man, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and shockingly for a competition show, not bad. Not bad. Because really? they cut out a lot of the personal bullshit. Like, oh, look at the drama. She hates her. Oh, they used to date. No, there's nothing like that. It's just athletes 
in competitions, like endurance competitions, and then they surf on a um, man-made, which I think you would actually like to see it. You probably wouldn't like the show, but obviously somebody had to engineer a machine that will create man-made waves. It's like a wave mm. pool. Yep. But it's gigantic, and it creates the same exact wave conditions every time. So it's fascinating to see that thing running. That's pretty Jesus. cool. But then to see the best of the best surfers going against each other, pretty interesting. But huh. like I said, that's a summer replacement show. That ain't going to be on fall schedule or, you know, winter schedule. Hell no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is like, uh, it's like Iron Chef, but with surfers. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I couldn't compare it to, like, Wipeout or Holy Moly, because those are just comedy bullshit stuff. Yeah, no, yeah. There, there's no comedy going on in this. Interesting. Yeah. But, boy, huh. no, to see that machine, that wave machine, kick up and, like, because it, it looks like it's just, it looks like a Zamboni, like a gigantic Zamboni on the mm -hmm. side. And it's moving, like, backward forward. So you always see it in the shot, and it creates the same damn wave every time. It's not like a wave pool. It's something on the side that actually creates it. It's fantastic. It's it's fascinating. I wish they would show how it actually works. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Trade secrets. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know why they do that. My guess is they probably. Hence, why Survivor is on season whatever it is 38 39 because wait they that's do, still on oh yeah because they do a fall survivor and then a winter survivor right around like the super oh, Bowl. jesus so they get two seasons in a year Jeez. instead of one big long season that seems like too much right i would agree hence huh. why shows burn out but also that's why when you when you go onto amazon and you're like this series is on season 14 how is there 14 seasons of this well that's because they put two on a year jeez that still seems like two like even if you do two seasons a year that just seems like a lot yeah do you think you, you think you can watch a show for 20 years no i have no interest in that no the only like thing I the only thing I have an interest in going back and watching is like Star Trek stuff. Mm. But that's just an IP that I'm loving. So that's the only reason I want to do that. But sadly, mm. Julie the cruise director wants to watch them with me. So unlike your wife's predicament and only watching two episodes with you, mm -hmm. I might be able to watch two episodes on a weekend with her. Mm. So good luck getting through 172 episodes of deep space nine. Like <laughs> you can do the math on that one. So that's, uh, I'll be done in about five years. Fantastic. Mm, too much. Uh -huh. Too much. I can't, I can't. Um, you hmm. don't have paramount plus, do you? I do not. Okay. Cause yesterday, Julie, the cruise director's birthday, which I did not know was also star Trek day. Oh. So they were celebrating the 55th anniversary of the first showing of the the pilot of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So Paramount Plus had a whole Star Trek day. It was a live 
thing that started at 7.30 and went for three hours. And it was pretty much just like a like an E3, hey, here's an announcement of Picard Season 2. Hey, here's a yeah. trailer for Lower Deck Season 3 or whatever. Um, but they also brought on... They had, a, they had a whole orchestra, and they had the composer uh, be the the conductor who's now composing for all of the Star Trek themes right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think his name's Gary Ross, I think. Um, but they, they brought on like people to talk about Gene Roddenberry. They had panels that were talking, you know, the lower decks panels. So you, you got to see the like voice actors of lower decks. Um, but it, it was fat. I thought it would be too long, like three hours. Holy guacamole. But in between all of the panels, the conductor would be playing like themes to all of the Star Trek music. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a pretty cool, like this is, this is how like comic con should be like when people, I know both of us were talking about Lollapalooza when Hulu streamed it. It's like, mm-hmm. that's what, that should be the next internet thing. Like Hulu streaming Lollapalooza. Like if Hulu got a niche of we're going to be the home for streaming concert festivals. Like, yes, people would go to Hulu to watch that type of content. And Paramount Plus doing something like that. Like I want Paramount Plus or Peacock or whomever to be like, we are going to be the home of like, we're going to be streaming C2E2 panels. Some mm-hmm. might be live, some might not be, but for the entire weekend, the ones that aren't live will just be streaming at two in the morning. So if you want to catch it, it's there. Or it's, you know, you can you can stream it later, but that's when we'll be streaming it originally. Hmm. Like people don't think of little cottage industries like that enough. Because that Star Trek day was awesome. I was shocked at how good it was. And Will Wheaton hosted it. Uh, LeVar Burton's daughter was one of was the other co-host and it was just like if you like Star Trek it had such great feels to it it was really positive and uplifting it was just the perfect thing for me to see right now it, it was it was just it was perfect it was so wonderful to see all that passion like Showtime should be doing even if it was an hour special like a Dexter type thing before running Dexter. You know what I'm saying? Like you have all of those characters and I'm sure everybody who's involved in bringing Dexter back, why wouldn't they want to sit down and like talk why, why they're doing it? Unless Michael Hall, is it, is it Michael C. Hall? Yep. Unless Michael C. Hall's answer would be, they gave me a boatload of money. Like, okay, I, <laughs> I get it. Okay. <laughs> But hearing Mr. Sure, K talk about Star Trek, he ain't talking about getting paid for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, he actually yeah. cares about that IP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really I'm, good. I'm sure. And I'm sure they're streaming it. So anybody who has Peacock and or sorry, Paramount Plus, and you're complaining about what to watch, throw on a little Star Trek day, and then turn over and watch uh, some Love Boat. There you go. Uh, I do remember watching Love Boat when I was little, but uh, I don't think I really cared enough because I was just too small, too young, too too young a lad. It was a perfect Saturday night for me and the family. Yeah, 
because my dad would watch it because there's beautiful women on the love boat. Of course. And then we would all watch it because it's usually funny. So it was great to hear my parents like laughing at something that that was always like Tuesday nights was always my parents laughing for happy days and Laverne and Shirley, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But Saturday nights was always that, and then they would let us stay up extra late so we could watch Fantasy Island at nine, and that was a little scary at times. Hmm. So that was always exciting. Hard to go go to sleep after that, but yeah, sure, sure, sure. For a little kid, I don't know how little I was, probably ten, nine, ten years old. It was very exciting <laughs> to be up huh. that late and to be a little scared. And of course, your parents know you're scared, you know, but it, I, I can guarantee you it was nothing scary. But for a nine year old, it was a little scary. Well, as we all know, uh, my dad made sure that nothing scared me because, you know, I was watching Nightmare on Elm Street when I was like four. So there you go. <laughs> that's true. Nelson, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my mom started us off with like Abbott and Costello Universal Movie Monsters and Hitchcock. So, oh, nice. That's, that's sort of where I started. And then the first horror film, since it is getting close to Halloweeny, the first horror film I remember going and seeing in the theater was oh, the wonderful Jamie Lee Curtis in Martin Freddy in. That's right, what. Terror Train. I don't think I've ever seen Terror Train. You don't need to see Terror Train. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> that's oh, why that's I figured so everybody would be like, Halloween? You saw Halloween? No, no, God, no. Terror Train. That's so funny. Oh, wait, the new Halloween's coming out. I know, and I heard the, tra- I didn't watch the trailer, but I heard a lot of people are split on it. Really? It looks gory, is what I heard. Listen, you're asking the wrong person about gory. We'll have to discuss it next episode of Nerdy Legion. Oh, hey, look at that. I like that it. means that there will be a next episode, naysayers. Right. Sometimes mm. we'll just drop them. Hey, so I got to tell you, though. Okay. The the cinematography of this Matrix trailer. Yes. It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. It looks great. I'm, How do I'm they curious. Make films look that good? Right? Like, even... Thinking back to the trilogy, like I said, I haven't watched it in ages, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. But just imagining back to the three movies, I doubt the special effects and the visual component, the cinematography, probably doesn't look bad. It probably doesn't look dated. Mm. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Look, like I said, I watch it at least once a year, and... I still think it looks great. Yeah. How do they do that? I don't know. Because there's, there's movies made three years ago that's like, ooh, that doesn't look good. Oh, boy. Ate your mama. So, you know, what I'm, I, I guarantee you DJ knows. So when DJ listens, he can good. chime in and tell us. Yes. Um, you will listen to the Bright Side uh, podcast to make sure. For sure. Bright Side Comics Chat, wherever yes. podcasts are sold. Also, Give us Bright the Side answer, Home Theater. Because, and that trailer, the Matrix trailer, mm-hmm. does it look like they just... Remember when you first saw on the big screen Technicolor? Mm. And like 
all the colors. God, you are old. I am. I am, absolutely. (laughs) But there's a point where it's like, wow, those are such radiant, vibrant colors. That That's sort of the Matrix trailer for me. I'm like, how did they get so much green and yellow? Like, I don't have a 4K TV, but yet it's so much more vibrant than anything else I've seen on YouTube that night. Yeah, no doubt. It's amazing. It's amazing. You know, uh, what I'm actually really curious about, and, and, you know, I I saw the trailer only two times, so maybe I just, like, watched it wrong. Um, But I'm curious, because, you know, like, they invented bullet time, right, for the original Mm -hmm. Matrix? Mm -hmm. So I'm curious if, like, they invented some new techniques for this one, um, or, like, maybe, like, reimagined some new techniques. Um, Because I could swear, like, there's a couple of, like, the heavy action sequences in this trailer um, that reminded me a little bit of like uh, Tenet or Inception where it almost feels like, uh, like let's say uh, you remember this. Remember when like Mortal Kombat had the thing where like, if you punch somebody really hard, they like, you broke through the ceiling and you went to like a new level. Mm -hmm. You remember this? Okay. Oh yeah. So there's, there's like two spots in this trailer where I could swear like somebody's getting shot at and they like fly through a window and then like come out in a different scene on the other side of the window. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And like the camera flips as, as this is happening. I could swear I saw this. Maybe I'm making it up. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but we'll, see. Like, we'll see how the story goes, but I love the trailer. It feels like we're watching something new. That's the thing. I hope so. Cause like even like the ghost images, that they showed in one sequence, it's almost like he hit somebody so hard that they split into like transparent images of themselves. Well, I'm curious though, and, I, one... and I'm just like, I've never seen that other than like in a, like a still of a comic book, but I've never seen it moving on screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I'm, that's so good. I'm curious though because there is one scene where Trinity does that, right? That, that's what I'm talking weird. about, that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. which that's weird. But I just love it. Like, how that camera is tracking, and sure, could at this point, is there even a camera? Or is this just all done on computer? That's mm-hmm. where we need DJ. Because it's, right. it's so beautiful and fluid, and, like, there's no way they're tracking a shot, quote-unquote. Like, that's just, like, watching the new trailer for the Spider-Man video game or the God of War Mm. video game. Like that's, there's no tracking there. It's all done virtually, Mm -hmm. but Jesus, the way that camera's moving, my God, that so impressive. Mm -hmm. I just love it. I can't, I can't wait. And even if it's a pile of garbage and it's so like up their own butt, I, I, (laughs) I, I, I need that right now. It's almost like when like David Lynch is coming out with a new film like 10 years ago where you're just like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but I need that in my eyeballs. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the time. I need it. Uh, no, I agree. Uh, and then Dune's coming out oh, like, God. right now. So, yeah. What are you looking more forward to? Dune? Foundation. Or- <laughs> okay, that's the right answer. <laughs> Right, ding, ding, ding. right. <laughs> that's I, I. Oh, it's so good. We are so on the same wavelength. That conversation was so 
freaking good. Uh, look, look, all right, listen. I love Dune. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I love all of Dune. Okay. Yes. Yes. I, I don't, not many people have read like the extended Dune universe. Okay. Right. Uh, and some I doesn't love, need to be Dune. read. Oh, for sure. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. 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 I, I agree with you. Okay. Good. Um. But good. I. But and I cannot wait to see like this modern take on Dune. Yeah. Right. Um. Because like and stuff I know done before, like it's fine. It's good. I, I love. I it. know you have taken a step away from being so connected, but I will say everything that I've read about both of those, really good early word. Oh yeah. Really good early word. Like oh, people, people at con giving it a standing ovation. Like, really, it's gonna be good, buddy. This is the year, right here. This is our year. Listen, every year is our year, buddy. Oh god, yeah, but with okay. these two, oh my god. Yes. And will you do a multi-part Isaac Asimov on your other podcast? Um, I've actually been thinking about it. So, Could that be so, a roadmap? Can I make a request? Can I add something to the <laughs> Patreon to make a request for this? Uh, I'm listening. Yes, because I am dying to hear your perspective. Long form perspective. On the Nerdy Leisure podcast, long, long form is about five minutes. Mm. Our long form for this episode was me talking about Love Boat. Let's be honest. I want a That's long true. form me, I, I won't even be greedy and ask for multi-part, but I, I want to hear you talk about Asimov. That's what I want to hear. Interesting. So, all right. So, so I, I mean, I, I'm not going to disappoint you. Okay, there, there, there is going to be an Asimov episode. I just don't know if it's going to be this year. Hey, is it um, on the roadmap? That's all I'm asking. Yeah, it's on the roadmap. Can um, I push my luck and ask for one more? Okay. Thomas Pynchon. I think there's so, something there. I think there's so much spirituality in his in his writing. I think there's something there. So so I'm not going to say no. I'm just asking okay. for roadmap. I'm not asking for um, a guarantee. Can can I at some point do it? Yes. Okay. Um I'm not that far ahead right now cuz right now I'm I'm going to spend like the next uh I don't know, like 14 weeks on the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, so can't guarantee it. Although I will say, uh, you, you might find some of the stuff you seek, uh, in some of the, 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 the end of the year episodes. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm excited just that you're doing something based on, uh, the church that I went to in high school. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I, I should send our uh, our hate mail email and, and put it on that show. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Because, um, as you know, I also grew up in church. So, um, no, I'm saying I went to St. Thomas. Oh, did you? Uh huh. Well, you know, I did do uh, two episodes on Thomas uh, last year. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Uh, anyways, yes, uh, different Thomas, the other Thomas. You're talking about, oh, you're talking about St. Thomas, the Thomas that I'm doing now. Gotcha. Yes. Um, yes, yes. But I, let me just throw out my pension. One, where were you research wise for St. Thomas the Aquinas? You know, you that, that was sort of like 
starting off at the base and moving up. Pynchon, oh, I see. you've already read tons. So I the see, research see, see. would be a little bit less intensive. Yeah, sure, yeah, you yeah, might I have see. to become more acquainted and you might have to read about his private life, which there isn't that much. Hmm. But still, you already have building blocks is my point. Nope, nope. Because see, the thing is, so if I do an episode on like um, a person, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't talk about the person at all. Um, I, I literally said like nine words about Thomas Aquinas. Yeah, but I'm doing a six part series on his work. So, um, love it. I, uh, I, 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 I never focus on people. Uh, like I might bring people up, right? Um, so as part of this Aquinas thing, I've been, uh, talking about like Girdle, for example, uh, and mathematics. Um, but, uh, but, but never about the people. It's always about ideas. So I actually, I do have an Asimov episode in mind that I've been playing around with for a little while. Mm. Um, that I'm going to tie in at some point next year when I do, uh, Gurdjieff. Um, but it's like mostly focused on psychohistory, uh, and not so much on Asimov. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, cause I, I think that'll be cool. Asimov's a really interesting guy. Yeah. Um, but psych- I think psychohistory is cool as hell. Uh, which is like basically the premise of foundation, right? Uh, cause this guy like develops a science that like can predict the future basically. Um, so I think that's going to be interesting. But I'm just I worried. Thought, I hadn't thought about pension, but I feel like if if I go a little broader, just to like pension's take on like postmodern literature, mm-hmm. uh, I think that can fit in pretty well in a lot of different places. It would be exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm just so concerned that by the time the foundation rolls around, will my Apple T my free year of Apple TV be gone? Mother effer. Because <laughs> I really don't oh, want to pay for that service beyond the free year. Doesn't it come out like at the end of the month? Yeah, but there's umpteen episodes is my point. So I'm going to oh, need it for at least weekly. the next three months. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot that they did weekly. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Just like just buy a new Apple product, dude. They'll just give you another free year. Oh, look at you, Mr. Apple now. <laughs> look at you. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're going to be like, Oh, you mean on the 13th when they have their Apple talk? Yeah, I, I had that on when I was at work. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to get the new phone. Oh, man. I've been thinking about it for, like, days that I need to go and get some AirTags. Um, <laughs> but I haven't yet. Well, wait till the 13th. They might they might announce something new. Oh, oh, is that coming up? See, I'm so out of the yep. loop. I don't know. Is the it WWDC? Thir- the 13th at... 10 PST. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I Rumor is it's supposed to be a new phone, but they always do other things. So might oh, be that's pods, might be something else. You never know. It's boring. Can we get like AirPods that don't suck? Oh, buddy. Look, that's all I, look, I want AirPods with like 10 hour battery life. How hard is that? Buddy, I, that, I just don't. I don't want to suck on an AirPod to have it rebalance and re uh, reinitialize in my ear. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I see. Is Not that what the you best. Do? You gotta suck on it. Yeah, I gotta suck on it, baby. Oh man, yeah. 
Yep, I had a girlfriend like that once. Oh! <laughs> uh, that's all I want. Listen, I got these. What do, I don't even know what the hell these earphones are. Uh, I got them at Target for like ninety bucks. It's got like twelve hours of battery. It can't be that hard. They were ninety dollars. So Apple <laughs> should be able to make AirPods that last for like a week. Oh, buddy, I just. I want them to go backwards so I can actually like hardwire in headphones. Oh no, nope, no thanks. I because I have no interest. Wireless, they fall right out of my ears. Nope, no thanks. I I don't like that uh, because I always have like well not so much nowadays, but I used to have a lot of a lot of the time one earbud in at work all day. Sure. Um. And the, the wired was just no good because I kept on getting like tangled and stuff or like hitting something and it gets unplugged. Nope. No, thanks. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, man, I'm trying to look through this press thing. I don't see anything. Hmm. <clears throat> oh, well, usually, uh, I don't want to be found. Usually guard, guard it pretty well. So, yeah, that's fine. Or you just uh, tune, or you just like search the Internet at one o'clock that day mm-hmm. and and get a bulleted list of what they talked through. That's what I do. I wait till the Verge does their like 10 minute recap. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Cuz I ain't sitting down to watch a 3 hour press conference. Oh, come um, on. Um You know, I will say though. I I look, Apple's got a ton of money. Yeah, no I shit. sure hope they spent all of it on foundation, okay? <laughs> uh that's dude I remember the first time I read Foundation. I think I was like 13 years old. Oh, jeez. And I said, God, I can't wait till they make this into a movie. Wow. And then I reread it when I was like 16 or 17. And I was uh-huh. like, God, nobody's going to be able to make this into a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I so was I, 16. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So I'm hoping... That like they just throw like their thirty trillion dollars that they have at this freaking TV show. It looks like uh, they did, and they can do it justice. Oh yeah, it looks really good. Except you know my issue with it, my mm-hmm. one issue with it. What's that? I was watching it with Julie, the cruise director, mm-hmm. and I tentatively afterwards looked over at her, and I'm like, "So is that something you'd be interested in?" Hoping that she'd say no, so I could just go crazy with it and she's like mm. oh no i'm absolutely in yeah let's watch that like, really dang it she's in it i'm surprised can i give my pick to click hell yeah we're gonna go back to a streaming service that everyone complains has nothing on it <laughs> and i politely- apple tv Oh, you're absolutely right there. But no, I'm going to disagree <laughs> with the normal consensus. Uh-huh. Uh, because if you look through their documentaries, they have really good documentaries. That's true. Hulu. And C, season two. Hulu. <laughs> yeah. I have been watching the new show, limited series. I think there's eight episodes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think it's eight or nine episodes total. And they're on episode five of... Only Murders in the Building. Are you familiar with it? No. Created by Steve Martin. So it's Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. And it's pretty much a murder mystery. Huh. In the vein of like, not as slapsticky as Clue, 
but sort of like Clue, but it's interesting. And they gave the first the first week they put out three episodes, and then they've been dabbling out one episode a week on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. So we instantly binged the first three and got caught up this week, watched this week's episode, and now I'm sort of dying for the next episode. And there is it is this like a show show or like a reality show? No, show show. Okay, okay, okay. So it revolves around this one gentleman gets murdered in the building. Mm -hmm. And all three of them, they're strangers at first. All three of them live in the same building in New York. Uh, One is a Broadway producer, Martin Short. One, Steve Martin is an actor who used to be on like a Law & Order show in the 80s. And Selena Gomez, don't know, you don't know her backstory. Okay. Um, But... The first episode, they're in an elevator, all three of them. This one guy gets on the elevator, talking up a storm on his phone. And then all of a sudden, the fire alarm gets pulled. And all of them end up on the street. All the the people in this building end up on the street. And when people, uh, the fire department comes to check what happened, somebody pulled a fire alarm. And they discover a dead body in the building. Mm. So all three, Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, and Martin Short, very, I guess, relevant for today. They're all three really into true crime podcasts. Mm-hmm. So then when with this murder in the building, all three of them sort of team up and they're like, we can solve this. We listen to these true, true crime prod- podcasts. Why couldn't we do a true crime podcast? Why can't we solve this murder? <laughs> It's in our building. Uh-huh. Like anybody who listens to true crime, and I put myself in that boat. Uh, you listen to enough true crime podcasts, you think you can solve this. You think you become Sherlock Holmes. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Steve Martin, I believe, I know he created it, but he also, I believe he writes some of it too. Uh-huh. He has become a really great actor And I mean, I'll even go back to like the jerk and like all of his like comedic roles. But if you look at his dramatic roles, he's really good. Dude, I thought about, okay, I I don't want a tangent. So I'm, you're going to go right back to this. But I thought the same thing. So watching Dexter, right? In Mm -hmm. season four, John Lithgow shows up, right? He's a Trinity killer. Yeah. Uh, but see, I grew up with John Lithgow on third planet or what was it? Third rock from the sun, right? Uh, for uh, me, Harry and the Hendersons. Oh, see there. Oh shit, I forgot he was in that. Yes, mm-hmm. but he was awesome. Harry and the Hendersons. He was awesome on Third Rock from the Sun too. He was so. He good. sure was. But dude, in Dexter as a serious actor, holy shit. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you continue. go, you go back and you watch World According to Garp. John Lithgow is freaking unbelievable. He's a heavyweight. Yeah. Um. But yeah. The. Uh. So only murder. Only murder, only murders in the building is a reference to Martin Short wants to branch out and start doing other true crime podcasts of like other murders. He he's like, there was a murder in the park just down the street. We could have a secondary uh, murder podcast, and they're like, no, only murders in the building. <laughs> so then they start tracking back, and and what's really interesting, you start seeing like Martin Short isn't his character isn't everything that you're seeing him 
how he portrays himself to other people. And then mm-hmm. like the next episode, the same thing with Steve Martin. Like he has a backstory mm-hmm. and he's not letting other people know. Right, and same right, with right. Selena Gomez. So it's almost, it becomes a Rashomon type thing where yeah. they don't know everything, but you're seeing it from different perspectives, but it's a really funny show. It, it has a lot of heart to it. You're trying to solve this murder. It's a good murder mystery without being like violent or gory. Um, and one thing that touched my heart was one of the first books I have a memory of reading is reading uh, Hardy Boy books. Mm-hmm. And Hardy Boy mystery books, the hardback with the painted covers, Yep, those play an important role because the guy who got killed he had like a series of those books. So they're like always like in episodes. And for me, it's just a flashback of like, I remember I used to read those. I remember my mom used to read those to me. Like hilarious, but it's honest to God, dude, it has such good heart to it. Steve Martin is freaking flawless. Martin short, which whether you like him or hate him. And I get when you hate him, like, because he's just so over the top sometimes, Uh but here, he has like a level of restraint, really good. Selena Gomez, really good. And it's one of those shows like at the end of every episode, there's a little thing that makes you like, oh, that's why that character did this. Or they mm. reveal something about the murdered guy that right. sort of they're putting the missing puzzle piece in right at the end. And honest to God, the last two episodes since we're caught up. The last two episodes, both times, it was one of those like, oh, man, we have to wait a week to find out what that means. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Which to me is like, dude, I haven't watched a show like that, that I'm so used to binging. And I've watched like other shows that, you know, they drip out the show every week. But I haven't had that like are you kidding me? Now I have to wait a week. Are you serious right now? I haven't had that moment probably since the eighties or nineties. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah, so- yeah. And the, sh- and it's really nice because the show without commercials is about 37 minutes. That's not bad. No, you're in, you're in and you're out, which is really, really good. But I won't tell you, can I, I'll, I'll tell you some of the guest stars, but it's not all the guest stars. Nathan Lane's in it, but just for a little mm-hmm. bit. And okay. Tina Fey's in it, just for a little bit. But it's just, it's fascinating that, like, Steve Martin comes up with this concept about true crime podcasts. So, obviously, he's, like, listening to true crime podcasts. Or he knows people that are that wired into true, true crime podcasts. Sure, 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 sure. But really good surprisingly good. Like I always do Steve Martin and Martin short. Those two are hilarious Uh together, but like this is not them just on stage acting kooky. It's really good. Shockingly good. Honest to God, shockingly good. And I saw an interview with both of them and they both talked about how this show only murders in the building. Um, is the highest rated TV show that Hulu's ever done. Oh, wow. Really? So that's cool. I mean, Hey, Hulu, Hulu does do a few, you know, original series, including the Wu Tang series that just came out with season two. So I was pretty impressed. 
So obviously some people are watching it, but I, I would definitely, re- if you're looking for something on Hulu, highly recommend. I'm going to run this by Heather. I wonder if she'd like it. I feel like she would like it. If she likes the the characters, yeah, I think she would. Listen, you said true crime podcast. Maybe that's all I need I to say. I, a show about a true crime podcast. I'm telling you, it's it has heart. It's funny. And it's a mystery. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea who did it. But really, it's neat how all these puzzle pieces are coming together. There's some nice twists and turns, and it doesn't even look like it's ready to end at this point. So interesting. I'm on it. Only I'm murders in. in the building. Yep. Huh. Um, she's actually a, a really good actress. I was actually surprised. Selena Gomez? Yeah, yeah. In, in like serious roles. Yeah, I agree. Interesting, huh? She's she's the snarky one. Like she'll respond to like Steve Martin's character, and he'll just be like, "Can you just not be so mean right now?" Like she's the <laughs> snark. She brings it to him. Huh? I just looked it up. So it's only eight episodes total. That's good. There you go. And I think they're on five, five or six right now. Yeah, five comes out next week. So halfway done. Very good. And honest to yeah. God, I don't know who did it. Like in my head, and there's even a flashback story mm-hmm. that I'm sure is going to feed into it, but I don't even know where that's going at this point. Interesting. Yeah, it's pretty smartly written. Very interesting. Yeah, I'll, I have to check this out. That's my pick to click. I have Hulu. Somebody gave it to me. <laughs> nice, nice. And I hope you watched uh, what was it? The Modoc. You know, I have I haven't even finished it. Oh, you need to finish it. I know, I know, I do. It's really. Good. Have you at least watched it up to the flashback where he goes uh, back in no. time? Nope. Look, oh. ever since ever since I got Hulu, the only thing that I've watched was Lollapalooza. <laughs> well, that was pretty good. That was pretty. It good. was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. That was some good looking TV. They they, yeah, they yeah, were yeah. they were pushing all the 4Ks into that into that performance. They show enough was yeah. But when mm-hmm. he go when Modoc goes back back to the 80s, oh my lord! Yeah. From from that point forward, it is hilarious. Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, I can't wait, dude. What you you? Oh yeah, yeah. You have HBO Max. You need to watch the regular show. I'm telling you, buddy. You What's the regular it? show? Oh my god. It's what fucking hilarious. This? It's not on anymore. Uh it used to be on Cartoon Network. Okay. Um the uh I'm trying to think if you should watch that episode. So the they actually ended up doing the pilot as the first episode of season two. Uh and you can tell because like the art's totally different. Oh, um, okay. But, but but it's a it's an animated series. Um set in like a park in this town and uh these two like total slackers end up getting a job there and so it's just like the adventures of this group that works at this park uh that they go through every day uh and like so i started watching it because somehow the kids found it mm-hmm. and they're like oh let's watch regular show and i'm like what the hell is that and i started watching it and like all the characters are like super endearing and the show's freaking hilarious mm-hmm. uh but it's one of those shows where like like it was, it's written by a guy that's like my age, and he's obviously super high when he came up with it. <laughs> um, and so, like, 
it's a cartoon and kids can watch it, but it's like so much 80s shit in it mm-hmm. that like parents of kids now would love it if they watched it. Uh, it's been off the air for like two or three years now, uh, but I think there's like seven seasons maybe. What's and, uh, the style, and... the cartoon style of it? It's regular show style. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, and they're and they're all they're all like kooky characters. Um, so like the two main characters, uh, the Mordecai is like a, a, a blue jay. Um, Rigby is a little raccoon. Um, then you have Pops, who's like the son of the this super rich guy that owns the park. Uh, and he's like a human, but he's got this like giant round pink head. Um, the guy, the, the park manager, he's, uh, a gumball machine. Uh, then you have like a Yeti. Uh, this is like green guy called muscle man who is not muscular. He's got giant man boobs. Uh, High Five Ghost is, is Muscle Man's best friend, and he's like a little ghost with like a hand sticking out of his head. Uh, I've anyway. seen these characters before. Look, alright, do me a favor. Just, just watch one episode, okay? It looks like Adventure Time. Uh, I could see that, yeah. Style wise, yeah. Style wise, yes. Uh, just watch an episode. Pick, do like one of the Halloween episodes, and you'll know because they're all called like Tales from the Park, something, something. Um, like do one of the Halloween episodes and see, or, uh, do like, oh God, what's the episode called? I think it's called like something, something fist where they try to get tickets to like this band called fist pump. And it's fucking hilarious. Um, Mark Hamill does a voice in it. Yeah. Mark Hamill does the, the Bigfoot guy skips. Yeah. Wild. And he's called skips cause he doesn't walk. He skips. <laughs> so it's funny seeing this like giant muscled Bigfoot just like skipping around. Uh, also, he's immortal because you know aliens. Of course. Yeah, uh, dude, it's hilarious. We we've been like rewatching it uh, with the kids. Uh, actually, the last season we've been rewatching with them, and it's just it's so offbeat. There's this plot device that showed up like I don't know season three or four where. Uh, like they perform this experiment in the park and it's like the dome. So this like glass dome appears over the park and they have to like try to figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, and there's like scientists watching them in the park. Um, and anyway, so, so that happens again in the last season. And part of the plot was that like they were installing rocket boosters in the park. So like all the parks in the world, like fly off into space. And so they go on these like space missions on this, like, spaceship park thing uh dude it's it's a crazy ass show um but you should watch it because i know you grew up in the 80s so you'll you're gonna get a lot of the jokes 100 percent. and forget that it's a cartoon have you watched close enough no what's that that's his uh his follow-up cartoon oh the new one yeah reagan was talking about that no i haven't seen it yet yeah it says new series streaming july 9th interesting yeah Oh, it's an HBO. Okay, I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Uh, I might have to tune into this because just the character design of the gumball machine alone makes me want to watch it. His name is Benson. That's hilarious. Dude, I'm telling you, you got to watch the show. It's so fucking crazy. (laughs) 
Now, Listen, is it the, going to be the regular as show? Crazy? Is like it's like the Nerdy Legion in cartoon form. Okay, so it's not like Adventure Time. No, not at all. Okay, because it's just uh, like Adventure the Time. Random is a little too trippy for me. Look, all right. So I'll give you an example of a plot. So Rigby, right, this little raccoon guy, um, can't sleep in a bed. Okay, there's a reason why he doesn't have a bed because uh, he's too poor because he works at the park. Um, but he sleeps on a little trampoline. Okay, the trampoline's called Trampy. <laughs> and in one episode, he decides that he's he's a grown up now and he's not going to sleep on the trampoline anymore. So he throws it in the trash. Okay, but then he has instant regrets. So he tries to go and get the tra- get Trampy out of the dumpster, but the trash truck already came and picked it up. Okay. And the character that picks it up that's driving the trash truck looks vaguely familiar. Uh, needless to say, him and Mordecai decide to go to the landfill to get Trampy so he can get his bed back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it becomes a recreation of the labyrinth. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that, that's how the plots work in this. It's like a, it's like Seinfeld, but like offbeat. I like it. Or like a, a non sequitur turns into like the wow. main plot of the, of the, episode i wrote it down i'm gonna have to check it out god it's so good i love it and every episode oh. ends with them laughing they go <laughs> and it always reminds me of beavis in my head <laughs> uh-huh. very good yep all right let's wrap this up how about that all right all right thank you for listening to the longest discussion of the matrix trailer you will hear on any channel on any pipe of the interwebs. You can, of course, find Nick on Twitter at Nick Wetmore. You will not find me there. You can email hello at nerdlegion.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>